aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who gives you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. We're very, very, very happy to have with us Mark Morano. He manages CFACS, C-F-A-C-T apostrophe S, award-winning climatedepot.com news and information service. He's an award-winning producer, writer, host of Climate Hustle feature films. Mark served as a reporter for the Rush Limbaugh television show. Senior Vice President to the Senator James Inhofe, who I knew very well, Republican Senator from Oklahoma. Author of the Politically Incorrect Guide to Climate Change, Green Fraud, Why the Green New Deal is Even Worse Than You Think, and The Great Reset, Global Elites and the Permanent Lockdown. I want to start by telling you something. I watched uh, Climate uh, Hustle. One, it is not one of it's the best that I have seen about the entire climate situation. And I'll tell you who I sat down and watched it with. I watched it with Tim Ball Jr. That's uh, Dr. Ball's son. He was on there. And you never saw anybody so proud as his son when he got this was probably the last interview that Dr. Ball did. And he and I were very, very close friends. And it was superb. Absolutely wonderful. He loved, his son loved it. I just, just wanted to mention that to you. Oh, wow. That's great to know. Yeah, he just passed away, I guess, last year or late last year. Now, it's such a loss. He was a Canadian climatologist, Dr. Tim Ball. We featured him in my movies and my books. He was a, a great man. Met him many times. Right. And, um, he always had he a he always had a joke, and he always had a great quote. He was a wonderful person. But he uh, was the first was. Canadian to get a degree in climate. He taught me so much. He taught me that there's climate and there's weather. Climate is over thousands of years. Weather happens weekly, and uh, they can't predict the weather. Four, to, four days in advance, much less uh, going back to all the different things. And he went through all the periods and everything. It's really, he was a brilliant man. And he talk, talked about the socialist agenda, who set this up, how it started, the whole thing. He was a wonderful person. And uh, he went, you, you know about the court case with Michael Mann, the hockey stick case. And, yeah, uh, he won the case. Michael Mann was ordered to pay and has refused to pay, as far as I know. So still hasn't paid. Cost them a fortune. He died without ever collecting any of the money that was due him. But what happened was the judge ordered Michael Mann, bring in your evidence. He couldn't do it. There was none. It all was fabricated, as you know, as you know, Mark. It all was fabricated. So, they, yes, the whole, yeah, the whole thing was. And Michael Mann is also suing uh, Mark Stein, and that court case has been going on like 11 years. They were scheduled. Oh. I was at the hearing in D.C. a couple of weeks ago, and then they've delayed it again now, probably until next year. But it's incredible how Michael, the money that he has and a decade-old-plus lawsuits, uh, anyone who criticizes him, it's all a way to intimidate people in the asylum. Well, the way reason he, he got... Uh Dr. Ball was very simple. Dr. Ball said he should be at uh, in Penn, uh, the state pen instead of Penn State, <laughs> and that's yeah, that's exactly. what got him in trouble. But yeah, uh, yeah and he, and since the lawsuit was in Canada, they're having a lot of trouble enforcing it and getting the money. Now, his uh, wife, who you probably know, Marty, 
she's uh, barely getting by. And I just hope and really pray that uh, they get uh, the court case is over, that they get they have to pay up because that's the only thing that's going Apparently, to stop this guy from lying. Yeah, but from what I've heard, because he's a U.S. citizen, Michael Mann, and Tim Ball lived in Canada, there's no mechanism to force Michael Mann to pay up. So oh. no one's expecting him to pay at this point. I don't know of any way to make him at this point, but I'm, I'm not a lawyer. so Yeah, I'm not, I'm not either. You're, you've got a important meeting coming up in Baltimore, 14th of November, from 1 to 3, coinciding with the annual meeting of the U.S. bishops hosted by the Deposit of Faith Coalition. There, I've got so many friends of mine who are Roman Catholic, and they are very, very unhappy with uh, Pope Francis uh, for a number of reasons. And you talk about the religious left baptizing church change to increase political power, climate hoax to destroy families and the middle class. We've talked about earlier with Pat Woods how this is part of the... uh, mechanism that they're using for so many things to bring in the new agenda part of ai and everything else but the other thing is it isn't practical what they're doing isn't practical they're using it and we're having to buy what everything that we use from china or as uh, president trump said china (laughs) and everything that we're using the lithium uh 96 percent controlled by china You've got the cobalt. You've got other things that are used. It's all China. Who's making all the wind turbines? Who's making all of the solar cells? It's all China. It's all China. As we collapse, intentionally collapse our energy, our food supply, our freedom of movement, our transportation system. Right. China, China is filling in everything. Even the American Cancer Society was fretting over the carbon footprint of cancer care <laughs> in 2020. Right. Fast forward to 2023, and you have a cancer drug shortage. Guess who's bailing out the cancer treatment? It's China. Drugs Ch- from China, cancer drugs, are bailing out as the American Cancer Society is worried about the carbon footprint of drugs and not getting you know, a, red, a plentiful supply of medicine to its patients. So... It's incredible. Yeah, by the way, the, the event is uh, November 14th in Baltimore, uh, as you mentioned, coinciding with the U.S. Catholic Conference of Bishops. It's from 1 to 3. We're going to have Nobel Prize-winning physicist of 2022, just last year, Dr. John Clauser, in person, first U.S.-based public speech on climate skepticism. He announced he won the Nobel Prize in science for physics and then announced he was a climate skeptic. He will be speaking at this, talking about the latest climate science. I'll be talking about the unholy alliance that Pope Francis has with the United Nations and the whole anti-human agenda of the U.N. and how they're against Catholic teaching and theology. Yeah, you've got the World Health Organization, which we saw what they did with the uh, COVID. We've got the uh, World Economic Forum, the United Nations. These are all leftist organizations, including now the Catholic Church, not the people in it, but the church itself, Pope Francis, lauding the bishops for their collective stance on climate change, also on abortion. He uh, has really changed things dramatically. This is going to be a major conference, and you're going to stand up for it. Are you going to show a video of the uh, climate hustle there? No, I'm doing a, a visuals with PowerPoint to show everyone the latest stuff. 
It's also going to include Alex Newman and uh, the church militant Michael Boris will be there. Oh, I know uh, Michael. I've had Michael on. The... I've had him on. Yes. Oh, great. And we've already got, because we have the Nobel Prize winning scientists there, and because we'll be there for the Catholic Conference of Bishops, we already got the New York Times and others uh, committed to coming or saying they're going to cover this event. So that we expect this to go huge. You have a current Nobel Prize winning physicist speaking out against the climate science claims of the United Nations and Pope Francis. That's a headline right there. You've also got another person who is on the climate hustle, I believe, and that's uh, Patrick Moore, Dr. Moore from up in Canada, who was one yeah, of the so who was one of the starters of Greenpeace. <laughs> yeah, he is. He was a founder of Greenpeace. In fact, that was so inconvenient to Greenpeace. This is a true story. For decades, Patrick Moore is listed as one of the founding members of Greenpeace on Greenpeace's own website. Jack. Right. Okay, let's start with that. A few years ago, Google, along with Greenpeace, wiped out like Joseph Stalin would airbrush out the comic <laughs> stars who, didn't, who he wanted to have people to forget about. They literally wiped out uh, Patrick Moore from photos and their own website history. And now people say Google says, well, there's no, no, Patrick Moore is not a founder. There it is. It's not on the website. We were able to go back to the, uh, the Wayback Machine and prove that according to Greenpeace, he was one of the founding members of Greenpeace, but now they tried to rewrite history. It's truly Orwellian or Stalinesque, however you want to say it. I'll tell you the funniest thing Greenpeace did was a couple of years ago, they sent a ship down to show how bad the climate situation is in Antarctica, and they had to send other ships from the U.S. Navy to rescue it because they got stuck in the ice. That's how bad they yeah, that's are. Happened, that happens frequently. People think it's all open water and melted, and they go and they, and they we're going on a global warming expedition, and then they they have to get an icebreaker to get them out. That's happened. I have a whole special report at my website, Climate Depot, about that. They are absolutely destroying the oceans with these wind turbines out there. The number of dead whales is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, the number is like, I think it's like an 80% increase, over 60 in just this year alone. Right, they're just up on the beaches on, on the East Coast. They're beaching themselves. They hear this noise, and it's sort of a beckoning call to them. I used to love to watch the whale pods. They were beautiful. It's the largest uh, uh, mammal on the Earth, and we're destroying them. We're absolutely destroying them. Yeah, we are, and that... In fact, um, I was out off the coast of Martha's Vineyard, 25 miles, 25 miles out in the ocean on a small boat. Right. We were off Newport, Rhode Island, and we went out to Orsted, the the uh, Scandinavian wind offshore wind that's cashing in on the U.S. taxpayer subsidies and mandates and um, all of the green energy stimulus money. And they have been out there pile driving soundings in areas where boats haven't aren't generally out there. And th- what they're saying is they're messing up the sonar of the whales and right. separating mothers from the infants. And then the whales end up losing signal. They end up getting beached. And what's incredible, the greatest crime is that there's no trade off because. Offshore wind is literally a virtue signal to look like you're solving global warming, whatever that means. And it produces, with solar and wind combined, it's less than 5% of our energy. So it's just nonsense. It doesn't produce energy. It requires fossil fuels to make, requires rare earth that we're going to get from China. They dig deep into the earth. Right. 
They put these out in the ocean. They disrupt the whales and other marine mammals. And then they they literally produce no energy. And then they're a recycling nightmare at the end of their life cycle. Not to mention what they do to birds, being bird blenders. Oh, I was going to mention that. I said, yeah, yeah, it's basically like having popeels chopomatic for the birds. All sorts of uh, rare and uh, <laughs> endangered birds. They fly near one of those windmills and, and they're they're gone. They're gone. And so it's destroying the habitat in the oceans it's destroying the birds that fly and it only produces when there's wind now how good a system is that it's it's intermittent uh energy that takes us back wind's been around for a thousand years they still haven't perfected it i mean sure it's great if you're doing some small scale thing but you can't run an industrial economy on it at least not in any current itineration and the problem is I don't want to be against wind and solar because who knows there could be a technological breakthrough someday. But it ain't here now. And the idea that we would ban energy, coal, oil, gas, and mandate that works, proven itself works, and it's still eighty plus percent of of our energy to gun go mandate energy that doesn't work, and no matter how much they try, cannot run an economy on. You can't make things with it. You can just you can try to increase your electrical grid at very expensive cost. But almost everything we deal with every day, from plastics, rubber, it's all made from fossil fuels. We're going to take a break right now. We'll be right back. We're all with Mr. Moreno. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Gold Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. We're talking with Mark Moreno, and I want to talk to you about a few other things. Uh, the Antarctica, it hasn't warmed up. It's actually cooled off since 1999, but it isn't that big a deal. It's cooled off by one degree centigrade, or one um, uh, cooled off uh, part of it by 1.8 degrees centigrade. But we're a whole lot better having the world a little bit warmer than a little colder because the crops grow better, everything grows better. And if they want to do this carbon thing that they're talking about, where they're trying to capture CO2, you add CO2 if you want the crops to grow, the trees. It's a simple science. CO2, they take it in and they put out oxygen, especially the younger trees. It's all good. It's all set up in a balance. And the main thing that causing our climate change, our heating, is the sun. That's the main thing. And we're not going to put a thermostat on the sun, no matter what Joseph Robinette Biden tries to do. You're not going to do it. This is insanity. (laughs) The science is settled. 
That's what Al Gore said. No, it isn't settled. And if you and they tried to stop everyone. They tried to stop me. Took me off of Twitter and everything else. They've tried to stop uh, about everybody on this, and they tried to stop people on the COVID. The censorship in this country has this become a major problem for you, Mark? It's incredible. In fact, I think the way pe- people can relate to this is if you remember the old Barrington Declaration on COVID. Right. You had the highest levels of the U.S. government, from Anthony Fauci to Francis Collins, literally call them fringe epidemiologists, despite the fact that the doctors who signed this declaration, the Barrington Declaration, were against were, they were against lockdowns as a treatment for any kind of a pandemic. Uh, they were from Stanford and Yale and Harvard. They were labeled fringe epidemiologists. The U.S. government at the highest levels coordinated with the media and academia to literally deplatform, censor, and cancel these scientists. You saw it real time, firsthand. You saw these doctors be removed from YouTube, silenced, lost their jobs if they didn't go along with. Oh yeah, yeah. I have doctor friends who've lost their license. Right. And so I tell people, you saw that, you know it. Now think of what has been happening in the climate debate for decades. The exact same thing had happened in the climate debate. Anyone who spoke out was losing. You can talk to people like Canadian Professor Dennis Rancourt, right. lost his job. Uh, Judith Curry was the chair of the uh, science division at Georgia Tech University, ended up leaving because of the uh, hassles, because she declared her, she reversed her view and became a climate skeptic. I go through examples of even things like... Um, there was a scientist uninvited, to, a Nobel Prize-winning chemist, Michael Levitt, was uninvited to a scientific conference during COVID because he didn't support lockdowns. Uninvited. I compare it directly <laughs> to a polar bear expert who said he'd never counted so many polar bears in the Arctic in his life. He right. was uninvited to a scientific conference. The parallels are incredible between that. And so when they say all scientists agree, it's easy to try to get the illusion of that consensus when you cancel, deplatform, and censor the scientists who don't agree. Absolutely. And we're seeing it time after time. It is agenda-driven. It isn't science-driven. They've destroyed science. They've destroyed medicine. And obviously, they're destroying the church, the churches, because they're also into this same thing. That's why this meeting coming up is going to be so important that you're having where you're going to be talking about this. Uh, That's November 14th this year, 1 to 3 in uh, Baltimore. Is it going to be televised? Yes, there will be a live stream and there will be videos of it. You can find out more at churchmilitant.com and also I'll be having it on climatedepot.com. Uh, and again, this is, this is big because Pope Francis came out with an update to his climate encyclical in October or late September of 2023. And he basically just accepts the United Nations, a self-interested lobbying organization that literally formed a climate panel in 1988 to only look at how carbon dioxide influences the climate so the U.N. could be in charge of solutions and they could be in charge of hyping the problem. We need to take a break right now. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Russell from Lake City Coffee in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho with this week's Coffee Minute. So why bother grinding your own coffee? 
As it turns out, coffee oils are where all of the bioflavonoids, antioxidants, caffeine, and flavor reside. Unfortunately, as soon as the beans are ground, those oils begin to evaporate, and no amount of space-age packaging can stop it. Bottom line, the fresher the grounds, the better the coffee. I'm a big fan of the Cuisinart Supreme Grind Burr Mill, and it's got a hopper big enough for a whole week of coffee, which makes it super convenient. Here's the good news. The difference in taste between pre-ground industrial coffee and fresh whole bean Lake City coffee is nothing short of amazing. So if you're a coffee lover like me, and check out lakecitycoffee.com. Here we go with uh, Mark Morano. Now, you went on a show, and you were smoking cigars and cigarettes at the same time to illustrate the absurdity <laughs> of climate warning labels. At the same time on meat and stuff, you were having a cigar on one side and a cigarette on the other. Now, tell me about it. Tell me what that shows. That was a graphic well, illustration. Well, there is there are no climate warning labels on meat. But now they're very close to putting climate warning labels on... I mean, there's no climate warning labels on cigarettes, but they're about to put climate warning labels on meat eating, on meat products. Wow. So I was pointing out that it's, it's safer to smoke a cigarette than it is to eat meat, according to the United Nations. This is a study from the University of Durham in the United Kingdom. They're using UN claims... They're, they did a study of a thousand people, and they put a label every time they gave someone meat that said, "Warning: Consuming this meat product may <laughs> cause climate change to worsen." And they have a picture of scorched earth. So I was just arguing that you know, by this logic, it's, it's safer to smoke cigarettes and, and smoke than it is to eat meat because cigarettes, you know, are, they're not blaming that for climate change. And if you look at what they're doing, this is based on the United Nations claiming that meat-eating cow emissions, farting and belching <laughs> of know. cows, is worse for the climate than all the transportation combined. Absolutely insane. These people have gone totally nuts. They will use any type of, not even any facts, to justify their position. This is what I've seen so often. They are using by any means necessary. These people are ruthless in what they're doing, destroying science. They absolutely are. In fact, the UN climate chief, Christina Figueres, she's now retired. I mean, she moved on from that post. She had said she wanted uh, meat eaters to be banished in restaurants the same way cigarette smokers were. Oh, well, what are we going to do? Eat, eat bugs or plants? Which one? You take your pick, right? Well, <laughs> that's their goal. We have, first of all, we have another NYU professor who wants to give us a, a meat patch, like a nicotine patch, to make us allergic or get sick when we eat meat. And it's very clear. Bill Gates is America's number one farmland owner, according to NBC News. Right. And he, as such... He just got the U.S. government to approve lab-grown meat. Now, what is lab-grown meat? We're not talking about a veggie burger. Lab-grown meat is when you get the stem cells from a cow, sheep, or pig. You mix it with the fetal blood from a cow, sheep, or pig. Put it Ugh. in a Petri dish. goes into a steel vat. It festers for weeks to a month. And then there's no brain, no eyes, no muscles. 
I mean, no bone structure. This amorphous blob grows like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And then you add coloring and additives and texturizing. And guess what you do in the end? You print it on a 3D printer. This is what Bill Gates, Richard Branson are investing billions in. And this is what the United States government has just approved for human consumption. And globally, this is going around the world as well. This is in. Are these people nuts? Why are they doing this? Why are they? They know that they're the doing it for con- it's control of the global food supply. But there's a stated reason, ostensibly, it's to save the planet from cow emissions and global warming. We can't eat. Bill Gates' stated goal, as he told the MIT Technology Review publication, was that the entire Western world should be eating fake meat within, you know, I can't remember the timeline, the next 10 to 15 years, uh, because the planet can't handle animal agriculture for meat. Now, animal agriculture and farming has been around for thousands of years, but guess what, Jeff? In the year 2023, the Earth can no longer take it. We must stop it because we're creating a climate emergency. Well, these are the same people who said that the world was going to end in 20, uh, the year 2000 or about. I mean, uh, you know, if you make, keep making wrong predictions, why do people listen to them? Because they've got the media behind them. And this is all about controlling yeah. and manipulating the population, us. Yeah, it's actually, uh, it's deep, within, I think, within the human psyche. We are drawn to fear. We right. are drawn do a doomsday scenario of some kind, especially you know, from these secular. They they tried to morph climate change into like this spiritual religious movement at this point. Oh, so it has it has become a religion to them. The climate change is a religion. Yeah. Listen to them. Yes. Uh, uh, the New York Times, Tom Friedman has actually said it is it climate denial. I mean, denying what the UN and Al Gore claim is an almost inconceivable sin, and, quote, may you be punished in the afterlife for doing so. And then you have the Washington Post had a theologian uh, on their pages saying basically that the, any, any sign of a hurricane, flood, a storm, which we've had for, since Earth began, is proof of man-made global warming, and this is essentially the new apocalyptic faith. And, of course, Michael Crichton, the author, had said it best, the new right. religion for urban atheists is... Uh, the environment and climate change. Wow. Now, I've, when I talked with Tim Ball, one of the things he told me, he said, I'm an environmentalist. I want clean air. I want clean clean uh, land and all yes. of that. And you do too. We all want that. But n- not at the cost of what they're doing. This is just insanity. We're not going to change the atmosphere and the weather unless you can control the sun. And that's certainly not a good thing to do not a good thing at all to do so they're playing god these people want to play god and they are making billions trillions off of this aren't they the paris uh, climate deal the one that uh, president uh, trump got us out of that biden put us back into this this was an incredible deal to bankrupt america and make us like a third world country we've also got the other thing that they're doing they're doing the same thing with uh, the electric cars. They're bankrupting the United States. The first thing he did was stop the key. The very first thing that Biden did when he went in as president was stop the Keystone Pipeline, stop all drilling. 
I mean, this is the wrong thing to do. And look, we're paying the price at the grocery. We're paying the price in lack of jobs. We're paying the price in our quality of uh, life in this country. The price is this is just too expensive, even if it worked. Absolutely. In fact, uh, what Joe Biden has done since he's been elected, he, he bypassed Congress. So every cabinet agency became a climate agency in their own words. Right. And that includes the State Department. That includes the uh, the uh, Treasury Department, which they're now using ES environment, social governance and, and defunding fossil fuel projects. That includes all the restrictions with the uh, Bureau of Land Management, Department of Agriculture, all going after climate compliance. And, of course, you mentioned, of course, Keystone and all the drilling. Well, what's happened when, since he's done all this is everything from inflation to economic growth suppressed. He is literally, you could honestly say Joe Biden is for drilling everywhere but the United States. Right, because he's right. Venezuela, Venezuela the Saudis, the uh, Iran, yes, he's all yes. for that, right. And he's begging China to dig er- deep into the earth for all the rare earth mining for the green agenda, for the EV batteries. And what's amazing about that is China has the lowest environmental and human rights records probably on the planet, you know, with Uyghur slaves, underage kids in Africa, and the environmental standards they laugh at. You can't even breathe in some Chinese cities. They're choking. Oh, no, no, you can't. Pollution. And that's so what they're doing. It's what's called outsourcing our CO2 emissions. We virtue signal here by shutting down domestic energy, and we say, look, we're meeting our net zero goals. Meanwhile, we're importing all of the same stuff we should be making at home with the highest human rights and highest environmental sense. It's the biggest con you could ever imagine. And I'm going to, um, to Dubai, United Arab Emirates, in three weeks to this U.N. climate summit. And it'll be the first week in December. Uh, uh, Pope Francis will be there, uh, King Charles. And they're going to be pushing this net zero climate hoax on us where the, where the Western nations need to shut down their energy. And we're going to rely on, again, China. China's taking over the U.S., the global auto uh, vehicle ma- uh, manufacturing. Not, no one in Europe, no one in the U.S., Canada can compete on EVs with China. So they're mandating EVs. Let's West. talk a little bit one about EVs. EVs. And, the, you know, there's only one, one rare earth mine in North America. And the fellow named Muggerman, who I've talked with, put that together in Canada. That's the only one. Do we have rare earth minerals here? Yes, we do. Do we have enough uh, natural gas to last us 500 years? Yes, we do. They've also shut down pretty much the uh, any drilling in Alaska. That was our ace in the hole. It really was. That and coal that we had more abundance of that than ever. We were energy independent. That's an incredible thing to say. We were an energy exporter. We had energy, we had oil and gas reserves, which was necessary for war. All that's gone now. All that's gone. In just a few years, it's a combination too, uh, you know, of COVID and then all the COVID packages and debt, inflation, modern monetary printing up of money it was just a disaster combined with this energy thing and now we are more in debt than we've ever been right uh, inflation as far as the eye can see 
34 trillion dollars in debt the trillion dollars is beyond my explanation to figure out how much that is now with these evs they're not practical they are good maybe for running around the city but you're certainly not going to take a long trip it takes you how many hours to fill them up i don't know but it's a long time if you've got a truck and you have to almost let it sit overnight to get fully charged they're having fires on them they're having all sorts they won't even let you put them in an underground garage in europe because so many of them can been catching fire you've also got the problem that uh if, if they didn't have the subsidies, these things would cost so much more that it would be equal to paying $17 for a gallon of gas. They're not practical in that sense. Maybe a few in the city, that type of thing. But you're not going to want to take a trip in one. How long would it take you? Four hours to fill it up? How many people want to wait for four hours to fill up their vehicle? It's crazy. So this... Yeah, in fact, our energy secretary, Granholm, actually... With NPR in tow, decided to travel like cross country for <laughs> a long trip, like a thousand miles, to showcase EVs, and they couldn't find a charger. They ended up blocking a, a family with a young infant in the car on a hot day. They had all this controversy. They had to come out. NPR, to their credit, actually reported on this whole fiasco of all the malfunctioning chargers. But here's the bottom line on EVs. It takes fossil fuels to make them. Right. EVs dig the earth, not in a Brady Bunch 1970s way, but they dig the earth literally in a deep earth kind of way for all the rare earth mining. And then you got to do all the transportation. And then you get the batteries that run off fossil fuels. Remember, 80% of our energy comes from fossil fuels. Right. So when you plug in your EV, you're basically driving a gas oil car uh, as you drive around. You're recharging that battery. And, of course, then you have the range issue, then you have the recycling of the battery issue. It takes half a million pounds of material to make one average-sized EV car battery uh, from around the world. And that's, that requires oh, – think of all the fossil fuels it requires to transport all the rare earth mining we're getting out of China because we're not allowed to do it here in the U.S. No, no. Like I said, there's only one rare earth mine in the entire North America. That's the one in Canada. Yeah. Now, when you're looking at this – with the so-called environmentally friendly, the uh, windmills, the solar. What are they going to do when these solar panels get bad? Are they going to just throw them somewhere in a hole in the ground? Is that what they're going to do? They can't dispose of them. What do you think? Isn't this going to be a major problem in the next 10 10 or 15 years, one surpassing about anything else that we have with all these solar panels? I've got solar on my house. Of course, I live in Arizona. If you've got in Arizona, we've got sunlight 300 days out of the year. But that's a different story than living in Minnesota or somewhere. You know that. Yes, and that's absolutely a huge problem. I mean, it's, it's, it's intermittent energy. It does not compete on any level. That's why they have to have the mandates and subsidies. Oh, and so I noticed something. My solar doesn't work at night. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And it's, just, it's ugly, and again, it doesn't produce energy on, a, on a, any kind of scale that you could run an economy on. Yeah, you could have a solar panel, this or that, or maybe an odd house where you can run a lot of it on solar, but it's just there's not been the technological breakthrough. Now, the idea here, and this is what Al Gore's idea is, if we create the climate emergency atmosphere, 
and then you force companies to invest in research and development, and somehow overnight they're going to find solutions in solar and wind. They're going to take over, and it's going to be cheaper. Okay, how many trillions do we have to spend? Well, that's not a rhetorical question. We've been told by a major energy group globally that we need to spend $76 trillion in the next 15 years in order to achieve this green energy utopia. Utopia is just around the corner. We just got to spend the money to get there. Oh, and by the way, if we fail, it's just evidence we're not spending enough. Not that there's anything wrong with their goals or what they're trying to do. We just haven't tried hard enough and spent enough money. Who is pushing this agenda and why? We get back, I want to talk about that, who and why. But I want to mention one more time, November 14th, 2023, that's coming up this next week, 1 to 3, in Baltimore, annual meeting of the U.S. bishops, hosted by the Deposit of Faith Coalition. Important meeting. You're going to be there for the first time with uh, Nobel Peace Prize winning Scientists, this is the must meeting of the year. Be sure to tune in and watch. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as $200,000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no-fee-for-life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Mark Marana, I want you to do one thing first. Give me your website very fast so people can get that. And then I want to talk about the merger of uh, science and politics and what's going on. You go ahead and give me the website to begin with so people have a well, good place to go. That's climatedepot.com. Daily news, energy, environment, great reset info, who, pandemic, health treaty, etc. And my book is called The Great Reset, Global Elites in the Permanent Lockdown. That was released last summer. It's got a red cover. Uh, and that goes through the entire COVID climate merging that they're trying to do and how they want to declare a climate emergency to bypass democracy and give Joe Biden 140 executive powers. Let's talk now about what's going on uh, with the WHO and billions to the U.N., with no return for credible or reliable information on investment. Yeah, what's happening right now is 200 medical journals just two weeks ago declared that, are urging the United Nations and the World Health Organization to declare climate change a, quote, public health emergency, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To, I have to laugh about yeah. that. Right. I mean, they're serious. This is the, these are the most prestigious journals led by the British Medical Journal. Of course. And what they're doing, this is followed on the heels of Harvard University, Harvard School of Medicine, 
saying that unchecked climate change leads to more COVID-like viruses. So, if you don't support the Green New Deal, you're a grandma killer. That's the premise of it. <laughs> and what they're trying to do, and this is oh, true. Oh, God. The, the uh, World Health Organization has declared climate change an existential threat of the 21st century. They want to merge climate into public health. Why? Because for decades, they've not been able to get traction imposing what they would, what you could call a climate lockdown. They were able to impose a COVID lockdown, so they want climate to join COVID. And Anthony Fauci has even gotten this. He published something in the journal Cell saying that unchecked climate change is the reason for viruses like COVID. So in other words, we have to fight climate change or we're all going to die from uh, viruses and other things. They really are doing this, and they love the template. Remember, the, the first week we had lockdowns, a climate activist named Jamie Margolis of Teen Vogue magazine came out and said, if we can lock down the world for a virus, we can do the same thing for climate. And that's, that tells you all you need to know. They're looking to merge us. And they actually, a Bill Gates, George Soros-funded professor, Mariana Mazzucato in Europe, actually coined the phrase, climate lockdown. She said in a post in, in August of 2020, right after the lockdowns, soon we may have to prepare for another round of lockdowns, this time for a climate lockdown after COVID is over. These people are crazy. They're absolutely crazy what they're talking about. This is not going to be bought again by most of the people in the world. I don't think it will. I just can't believe it. Well, it's, that's the thing. It doesn't have to be bought, and that's what they're, they're, they're hoping. When I say they, I'm talking about the millionaires and billionaires, the corporate world, academia, the royal families, the, all the people who go to Davos at these World Economic Forum. They don't really care what we think. What no. they're trying to do is corporate government collusion. If you think about it, the most consequential decisions that we're talking about today, banning of meat, going after high-yield agriculture, the banning of gas-powered cars, the the, ba the banning of, of uh, everything in the kitchen, the stove and the yes. refrigerator and all of that, the uh, dryers and all that. Yes. Yeah. The key, but no one voted for it. There was never a vote of Congress. There were no hearings. There were no town halls. There were no switchboards. They don't need it. We have corporate banks saying they're not going to give out car loans for people who buy gas-powered cars. Right. We have executive orders from California, unelected bureaucrats, California, opposing the EV bans. We have John Kerry saying that the American agriculture has to fall into it, so they regulate it. They're regulating automobiles through the EPA without a vote of Congress. They're regulating farming and cows and meat-eating through the Department of Agriculture without a single vote of Congress. They're bypassing democracy the same way they closed churches and schools and businesses and canceled medical procedures and it had vaccine and mask mandates without a single vote of anyone during COVID. That's what they learned from COVID. You're being foretold. You're giving people a warning. If you don't take heed of this and don't talk about it with others, we've got to get in small groups and talk about it, not talk about it. We're going to have to take action. Vote people in or vote people out, depending on where they stand on climate change and where they stand on the truth. We've got to have a, a complete upheaval of our educational system. It isn't an educational system anymore. It's an indoctrination system. We've woken up. At the issue, so, yes. They don't need to be woke. They need to be awake. <laughs> awake, yes. Hey, Mark. I guess that was bad English. You don't woke it up, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on, and God bless you for the work you're doing.
Thank you so much, Jeff. Appreciate it. Thank you. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs operated five years running for your IRA or 401k. Call 800-356-4470 today. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.